heart-centered sales leader podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered with your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heartfelt Sales Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Connie Whitman, and thank you for joining us today, as you always do weekly. So as you listen to the show, I really hope that, number one, you feel my passion, and number two, you join me in my mission to change the perspective of the word sales from something that's icky, sleazy, and pushy to one maybe that's filled with mutual respect and love. Now, the show is absolutely for you. It is certainly not for me. And making little changes using the tips and strategies and ideas that my guests and I share on the show, I hope will help you create the huge impacts with whether it's building your client relationships, scaling your business, ultimately growing your income. And of course, for me, it's, it's helping you create the life that you desire. Now, if you're loving the show, which I hope you are, and of course, loving me, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, download, and share with your friends and family. Um, you guys really do matter to me and your comments matter to me. So stay in touch. So my motivational quote today, of course, I have to start with is by Sherry Dew. And Sherry says, having influence is not about elevating self, but about lifting others. I really want you to think about this quote for a minute. You know, we hear the word influencer and you hear probably phrases like people having authority. But what does it actually mean and how do we get some? My guest expert today is Michael Neely. Now, Michael is a personal friend, mentor, and my business coach. He's amazing. He's a former professional actor and medieval knight turned speaker a mentor to visionary soulpreneurs and the best-selling author of Zero to Launch Podcast Accelerator. He is the host of four popular podcasts, including the critically acclaimed Consciously Speaking, Buy This, Not That, Something to Whine About, and The Podcast Show. As the authority, as the authority and founder of the Authority Academy, Michael now trains and supports heart-centered entrepreneurs in professional speaking, virtual summits, getting published, and designing and hosting their own podcasts to massively grow their business and expand their influence. So please help me welcome the amazing, wonderful, my dear friend, Michael, to the show. So Michael, thanks for being on. Oh, Connie, it's such an honor to be here. I'm thrilled that you've invited me and I look forward to sharing what I know with your tribe today. So thank you. Yes. So as you guys are listening, I'm a little nervous because he is my coach and I don't want to make any big flubs here. Although, you know, mistakes make us grow and get better. So I guess that that's okay too, right? True that. That is true. So first question, you know, authority, building authority. What are the four pillars of authority that you teach? Let's let's start there first. Yeah, well, and it's interesting, Connie. I just kind of figured this out by happenstance, but it, it's turned into a whole kind of almost like a movement, but I call it like my secret sauce. And the four pillars of authority as I see them are podcasting, virtual summits, speaking from stage, and getting published. And that's those four pillars I find, if you utilize those effectively, it really does take you from, you, you could be the, the what I call the best kept secret. You may be known in your own little tiny circle, but if you really want to become the go-to expert in your field, having those four pillars of authority will certainly help to catapult you there. 
And I, I do want to share quickly, um, Michael, when I met you, it was on a summit. I guess we could call that a summit, a workshop, long, long weekend workshop. Well, it, yeah, it was my three-day live event. Three-day yeah. live event. And mm-hmm. I think I remember uh, like within the first two hours, I said to you, and they said, hey, do you have any questions? And I raised my hand and I said, well, I have the authority in all four of these categories. Clearly, I'm doing them all wrong, right? And that was like <laughs> became the big joke. But at the end of it, it was so much information, so much valuable information. And here's the thing, you guys, you know, as you listen to the show specifically, you know, I have the podcast. I'm a published author, right, of an international best-selling book. I've had a business for 20 years. I speak on stage all the time. Haven't done the virtual summit yet. And yet I was doing a lot of that incorrectly. And so we're going to really dig in and talk about that because I know, Michael, people are thinking, well, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, everything he's talking about, I already do. Yes, but are you doing it wrong or are you doing it where you're leaving money on the table, which as a salesperson, you know, that makes my my head want to explode because we we certainly don't want to leave money on the table. Oh, a- absolutely. And it's interesting as you put it that way too, Connie, because you can have something 98, even 99% correct and it still be wrong. And it's so funny. Uh, my son was watching this video game the other day of this bridge building uh, game and you have to build the bridge with all these little stanchions and it's like an engineering game almost, but you'll find that's a similar thing. And it made me think of this because if just one little piece of that is wrong, the bridge fails. You could have it 99% correct, but if one stanchion won't hold the weight of a vehicle going over, the bridge falls and it ruins everything. So this is similar. You really need to get it all right for it to be effective. Yeah. And, and now I know people are also listening, right? And I know I felt this way during the, the live summit. It just seems like so much work. Why do we want to do all four of these things and, and really do them in a succinct manner or, or that it makes sense? Yeah, I, I kind of frame it like this. I look at each of these individual items as a part Okay, and each one is very strong and powerful in and of itself. Having a podcast, great. Having your own book published, great. Speaking from stage, all those are very powerful. But when you put them together, it's like taking a whole bunch of different parts that are really cool and turning it into a machine. And now that machine could be this vehicle that gets you where you want to go much faster than hoofing it. So it's kind of like that. If you put all of these together, and I also teach a way to do them in such a fashion that makes them more easy that also then it's it's just it's a no-brainer really when you think about it like oh when i do all of these in tandem it actually just builds the no like trust factor it takes you to that go-to expert much more rapidly than any other route would and we do want to be an influencer and we do want to be an authority but you said something i think that's so important and you know is the cornerstone of who i am it's that like but it's that trust factor mm. that's why people choose us over the other people because there's a million people there's a million coaches there's a million you know people teaching sales there's a million you know people teaching podcasts but they're not as good as us and we need to define i think what that is and what that means 
and, and I want to go back. You said something funny before. It's like having the directions or, or not having having all the pieces of the machine, but not having it put together correctly. Yeah. And I remember the first day in the summit in the live summit went up for dinner and I and my husband was like, how's it going? And I just looked at him and I go, oh, my God, like, I don't know so many things. Right. Because we all have blind spots, by the way. And I said to him, I feel like I just opened the box of my new toy and all of the pieces are there and it's missing the direction. So I don't know how to put it together. Wow. And that that's exactly what you just said, though. It's that same concept of this sounds great. You know, what the hell do I do next? And that that's where I really think that you come in. So that's for me, that's amazing. And that's a blessing. And I'm so happy that I actually met you. So, yeah, likewise. Yeah. So talk to me about you said that we should have the ingredients, right? And then there's a certain way you roll the ingredients mm -hmm. out. So is there a specific order that somebody who wants to approach this? How do we do it from a logical um, expeditious way and, yeah. and, you know, to monetize, right. Cause we, we certainly don't want to spend time and not make money. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, and I, I, in this part, I kind of equate this to like making a, a cake, any type of a recipe, really, you don't put it in the oven and then turn the oven on. You turn the oven on, let it preheat. Then you put the cake and there's an order and a sequence that makes sense. You know, you, you don't throw the whole egg into the thing and then, you know, stir it up later. You break it, you crack open the egg and dump it in. There's an order in which you do things. And so similarly with the what I teach is the four pillars in the Authority Academy is that it's so important to start with a podcast. And a lot of people will ask me, well, why, why a podcast first? Very simple. It has the lowest barrier to entry. It's super affordable, super easy. Anybody can launch a podcast. It's not rocket surgery, as I like to say. And you actually, when you have the podcast, it can be growing in the background. Like, if you know, the expression, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. It's the same thing with podcasting. You can plant it now and have it grow while you're doing the other stuff. You see, and so that's why it's so important to get it there because also I, I have a lot of people, as you know, Connie will, will come to me and you've been at my retreat weekends as well. Some will go, well, I, I want to do my, I think I should do my course first and then I'll start my podcast. I'm like, well, why? You build your course. Great. You've got it. Who's going to buy it? You haven't <laughs> built the audience yet. It's the order in which you do things that make sense. So start the podcast, get it growing. That's step one. It naturally flows into a virtual summit. Step two. Step three, you will find that you will actually start getting invited. When you've got those two things firmly in place, you start getting invited to speak on other people's stages, to speak in their summits and on their podcasts. And so your your stage presence grows as well. And you could even start to put together your own live event, whether it's a one day, two day, three day, even a virtual one nowadays. And then the book I suggest lasts for multiple reasons. But one of the primary ones is a book can be a real task to write. And especially for people who may go, well, I'm not really a writer, but I got a book idea. Well, you know what? You can speak it into existence with your podcast. Many podcasters take their shows, they have them transcribed, yeah. they hand those transcriptions off even to a ghostwriter who can then massage it into a book for you. But probably the most important piece for the book last is that Books have been around for ages, and that's old school. As a matter of fact, I, I break this down for people, and, and it still surprises many of them, that if you want to be an authority, notice the first part of the word authority is author. Mm. 
And that's where it came from, as you've heard the expression, well, so-and-so wrote the book on that topic, okay? Mm-hmm. It's because that was what set you up as an authority is you authored the book on something. And here's the thing is it, it used to be at least that someone would read your book, they would finish it, and they would put it back on the shelf or they'd recycle it or hand it off to a friend or even just throw it away. But your relationship was over with your, you know, the author and then the reader, that relationship completed. However, nowadays, what I recommend is at the end of a chapter, you could say for a deeper dive into this conversation about this, tune into my podcast, episode 37 of the PodQuest show or whatever it may be, that now you're improving that engagement. And you can also turn your readers into subscribers. And then also I do recommend you provide a resource tab as well. Mention resources throughout the book. Say, hey, if you want a handout to go along with this chapter, go to my website and download it there. And when they go there, they provide their name and email in order to access it. And you're also growing your list. So that's why the book should go last. And, you know, everything you just said, obviously, I, I heard this at the live summit and and it was right. I think I even said to you, I was like, you know, my mind, my mind just got blown just then, you know. But here's here's the thing that I think is important. If you're thinking about writing a book, creating a course, um, I know a lot of my clients, Michael, and a lot of people who listen to the show, they, they have a side hustle. So their goal, obviously, especially with COVID, let's try to generate a little bit of income. Cool. But also, hmm, maybe someday I can parlay that into doing something full time. So I I think it's important with the podcast because it really is. Listen, if I could do a podcast without knowing any of this information, you know, the wealth of information um, that I've learned through Michael and I did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, I had blind spots but I had a lot of fun. I think I did grow my authority with it, Michael, because I have people from around the world who have been guests on my show, who I've interviewed that, you know me, I'm, I'm friendly. So they, you know, you kind of get stuck with me when you get through my orbit. I don't let you out. And so they become, you know, my friends. And all of a sudden you have people that you can reach out to for different things. And I, and the other thing that I, I don't want people to miss as we're discussing this is you are a really good connector. I am a really good connector. So as soon as I meet someone, oftentimes I'll think, oh, you need to meet my friend or you need to meet my colleague. So all of a sudden your network, and I talk a lot about networking, right? Your network starts to grow to this ginormous level, but you're at the cornerstone of that trust like, and you become the authority and people start reaching out to you for help. Right. So that's that's a little piece of it as well, I think. Yeah, it is. And as you know, Connie, I teach seven ways to monetize a podcast, but those are just flat monetization methods, revenue streams. However, the other benefits of having a podcast are phenomenal. Some of them even more valuable, I think, than the money, the network that you create, the authority that you build, the friendships. I mean, I've got great friends who I met in the podcasting space that we now hang out together. We vacation together. We do all types of stuff. The relationship you create in the podcasting space are phenomenal. So, and, and you've definitely mastered that because you are a connector. 
Yeah, I love people. So and that's the other thing I think with the podcasting, you and here's the other cool thing, too. And I agree with what you just said. The monetization is awesome, right? Because making a little bit extra money never hurts for us maybe to take that extra vacation or to, you know, get our teeth fixed or get our car (laughs) fixed or whatever it is. Michael and I are similar ages. So we talk about our ailments every once in a while. (laughs) But the, the funny thing is, though, that you build these wonderful connections that people start sending you business because they do trust you. They get to know you on such a deep personal. And and I know when I use this word, people get a little heebie-jeebed, but it's intimate. And I don't mean that in a weird way. No, but no. I get intimate with my clients that I do know about their kids. And, you know, I do know what's going on if their mom had surgery. And, and, and I care. I actually care. So the podcast gives you an opportunity to really peel back the onion and build those relationships, I think, like super fast, like exponentially so, right? Yeah, you're spot on with it. And that's one of the things that makes podcasting so freaking valuable, Connie. And even the studies have shown that podcast advertising outperforms television and radio advertising Mm by 132 (laughs) percent. And it does that because of, and I I love that word, intimacy. When you think about it, a podcast listener, you're usually being consumed through their earbuds. So you're going right into their head. How much more intimate can you get? It's almost like you're whispering in their ear. And it builds the no like trust factor through the roof. And therefore, when a podcast host is selling something, they're making a mention, whether it's a sponsorship of saying, you know, hey, I drink Folgers every day. It's the best coffee ever. It builds, you know, because of the no like trust, it builds sales for that particular product or program and even your own stuff if you're promoting it. Because people now, you're getting intimate with them in these conversations and they're they're trusting you so they're often going to buy from you and it's interesting i have a lot of pr firms who send me authors to be on the show and i it's it's funny initially i was like how'd you find me you know but they they find you whatever i had the right vibe on the business platform they're always looking to send their authors right to you I get a lot of repeat business from that because Mm -hmm. after my show, I think a lot of the authors get a real big blip in the sale of their book because, and and the other thing I know you and I have discussed this, I actually read skim, but I go through the author's book. Number one, I always want, I'm a lifelong learner. I want to learn their Mm -hmm. perspective, their thought, whatever they're teaching, because sometimes it just makes me better at what I'm doing or me better as a parent or whatever it is. So that's kind of cool, but it just makes for a better interview for me because Michael knows me. I'm a little bit of a control freak. So (laughs) I I just like to know how can I ask a better follow-up question? So I get a lot of repeats on my show because the 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 sale of their book goes up which is i you know i love that i love supporting people and and you know getting you know shining their light to to get it out to the world and that that's another cool thing about a podcast right so um again i i think there's a lot more byproducts than even just the monetization although michael has a a free ebook that goes into 10 ways to monetize michael right seven ways to monetize Uh i have a report on that but i also have my five steps to launch a success podcast as well. So I've got free ebooks and trainings and around all aspects of podcasting. Yeah, and, they, and I'll post Michael's information at the end. We'll give it to you at the end of the show, but I'll post it on the show notes. Um, he's got a ton of resources that um, just helps guide you so you can just determine if and when the timing's right, but also what might be the next step for you. So I want to pivot a little bit here in our discussion and talk about the virtual summit 
that's how I met you. Well, a lot. I'm laughing because it was a live virtual summit. (laughs) It wasn't a recorded show, but it was live. But we did it virtually, obviously, because of COVID. Um, So if you're already if you've already got a podcast going, the second thing is the summit. And I wasn't doing this. So why? Why is what's the value of doing the summit? Because it's a lot of work. well, right. It is a lot of work. And I, and I do want to clarify the difference between what you attended with me was actually not a summit. A virtual summit really would be me collecting a bunch of other guest experts and interviewing them. What my event was, was my live three-day training called PodQuest Live, where I did bring in a lot of other podcast pros, but they were just for little panel discussions and breakout rooms. I was pretty much leading the three-day training. So that's the little bit of difference I wanted to clarify. In a summit... And the reason I think a virtual summit is so valuable is all it is, really, it's a podcast presented in a different format. What I mean by that is your podcast is your forward-facing free material. It goes out to the world. It gets syndicated out through your hosting platform and then out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, everywhere podcasts are consumed. It gets syndicated out to that, and it's free. The difference is a virtual summit, and by the way, you I, when I run my summits, I'm often taking guests I've interviewed in my podcast, and I say, hey, would you be interested in, in doing my virtual summit with me? And I'll interview you for that. You focus the material a little more tightly around the topic of your summit, and it is not available for free. Well, it is and it's not. And what I mean by that is you make it available only to people who opt in to get it. So now all of the participants, so all of the guest experts that are a part of your summit, their agreement is that they will mail their list to promote the summit. So now anybody from their list who want the summit, they need to opt in. They need to provide their name and email in order to get access. So now as you are hosting the summit, your list grows dramatically. That's part one. Part two is your guest list will grow. That's part of why they agree to be a part of it is because they offer a free gift during the interviews. And then the people who sign up from all of the other people's lists can also get their free gift. And then they grow their list simultaneously. So you've already got the win-win going on there. And then another piece is the financial aspect. What I do recommend when you're running a summit is that you make the recordings available for sale and you throw in a lot of other really awesome bonuses that then someone could buy it for like $47 or $97 and you can monetize your summit as opposed to your forward-facing podcast, which is absolutely free. So it's really just repackaging almost a whole bunch of podcast interviews, but delivering it in a way that grows your list, makes you money and builds your authority even further. So it's just a natural segue from doing a podcast into the summit. And you're building the skill doing the podcast. So by the time you get to the summit, you're comfortable and the interview process becomes super comfortable. And, and the, the other piece of it is you win the guests, you know, these guest experts that you interview and have on the, the summit, but also the people who are signing up get some really good resources, either free or for that really, really inexpensive, you know, $47. And I know, Michael, myself, I have bought a ton of content 
for $47, you know, and I love listening to the podcast because you learn from that, which is really cool. And then they'll offer something. I think, ah, that was the next thing I wanted to learn, or that was the next thing I wanted to use in my business. This is great. 47 bucks. Um, You know, and I not only get that program, but I get several other programs. It becomes a no brainer. So it's really a win, win, win for even the people who are listening, um, giving their email, but there's a tremendous amount of, of really, really good content within that framework as well. You know me, I love the win, win, win because oh yeah, yeah, we're all in this together. The better, the better we all become, the better we all become. You know, yes. in the results that that we're driving, it's got to be about the results. So now, this question I have for you, obviously, because I'm I'm all things sales, but where does selling enter the picture within those four pillars that we're we're talking about today? Yeah, I, I love that question because, and it's interesting, I was interviewed on another podcast recently, which was a, a show on selling for podcasters specifically for that. Mm. And one of the things that I know for myself, and this will be curious for me to ask for you as well, Connie, because I know we've had chats about selling versus marketing. I'm yes. a salesperson versus a marketer. I feel like a lot of the summit, uh, well, not just the summit, but all of the four pillars really are about marketing less about selling. And let me be clear from my perspective on that, because I know that sometimes there's this confusion about what's marketing and what's selling. For me, anytime I am putting my face forward, my knowledge, my wisdom by hosting a summit or by doing my podcast or when I'm speaking on stage or even just putting a book out there, I am exposing my knowledge, my wisdom about the industry. And to me, that's marketing. It's introducing me to people who then when they consume that content that I'm putting out there for free for the most part, other than the book, they're consuming that content and it is actually drawing them closer into my sphere. You talk about keeping people in your little orbit in your world. I'm drawing them closer into my sphere so that when a sales offer happens, it's so much easier because of all of the advanced marketing I've done, if you will, that now has built the no like trust factor so that it doesn't take much for people to go, cool, where do I sign up? And so I spend less time in an actual selling conversation. So when you ask where does selling come into play with all of those four pillars, I feel like if you're doing your marketing properly, building your authority properly, that the selling is as simple as you put out an offer in your podcast or you put out an offer from stage and the right people are going to be there and ready and, and jump right in. And so it's so much easier for me than the selling is simply an offer. And the Kate, that's what I teach. It's so funny when you get really good at, for me, it's, I call it building the relationship, but it's, yeah. you know, building that intimacy with your client. So as you build that relationship, by the time you get to the point where, Hey, what do you think? Let's do this, right? Let's start this. That's it. That's, that's your asking for the business. It yeah. really like, it shouldn't be more difficult than that because if you did a good job, getting to know them, understanding whatever situation they're in, no matter what you're selling, 
what and I hate the word pain point. I don't like to come from the word yeah. of pain. I like to come from how can I help you achieve whatever that next piece of the puzzle is. So for me, it's more of the moving, moving the needle from an achievement of eliminating a pain. Although I guess there's an element of eliminating the pain too. It doesn't matter what perspective you come from. But for me, if you do a really, really good job through that process, you understand completely who that customer is. And here's the kicker, Michael. Sometimes it's, you know what? You're not ready for this right now because you have, you know, what, whatever's going on in their personal life or their professional life. So sometimes I'll say to them, listen, I know you're all gung ho. The timing isn't right for you. Pause. Let's stay in touch. Next time I run the promotion, next time this or that happens, you're going to be in a better position. You'll execute and you'll get the results. You're, you're so distracted right now. You're not going to get the results. So why are you buying something that you're not going to use? So yeah. sometimes it's just the timing is off. But for me, it's exactly what you said. They know you. They trust you. So when you say, what do you think? They're like, yeah, sounds good. Let's, let's do it. How, how quickly can you get this rolling for me? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why the selling that icky sleazy, I started in, you know, I start my show with that, Michael. I don't know why it's icky and sleazy. And if it is, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love too, Connie, that you mentioned about that the timing may not be right for people, which mm -hmm. is also why, as I teach the four pillars of authority, a podcast is so great because it is an ongoing offer so that when the timing is right, you're still in front of the people who are ready to buy. You you know, this is a reason why in, and car salesmen often feel sleazy to us because they know that usually if you leave without buying, there's a really good chance you're just going to go buy somewhere else. Absolutely. And so they're so anxious to get you at that one time visit and and it's true that often, you know, we, we may not be ready right then, but we will be soon. And so for me, do away with the sleaziness, just be in front of their face enough so that when they are ready, you're there with the offer. You don't have to try to squeeze people like, no, no, make up your mind today, right now. No, that's BS. That is the sleazy stuff. But be there regularly so that when they are ready, you're the first name they think of. Yeah. And that in my my process, Michael, that's step seven, which is the follow up, which is what you're mm. You know, stay in, in, in their in their orbit. And yes. I call it the CPR follow up. It's consistent, persistent. And the big word for me, respectful follow up. So when their whatever situation changes and they're like, hey, I'm ready for Michael or I'm ready for Connie, um, you become top of mind. And it, it's just it's a no brainer. So no Love matter that. who else they're looking at, because you were consistent, persistent and respectful and always added value and came from this place of integrity and trustworthiness, you become top of mind. And it, again, it's yeah, let's do it. Let's let's get it rocking and rolling. And it shouldn't be more difficult than that. And it shouldn't be more uncomfortable. It shouldn't be uncomfortable at all. Again, if, if it is, you're certainly doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's that's kind of an important piece of the puzzle. We're almost out of time, but I do want to ask you first, how the heck did you figure all of this out, especially starting <laughs> as an actor? And by the way, I probably saw you at Medieval Times here in New Jersey because yeah, I know I you open that, that facility. Yeah. 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 So we were destined to meet, you know, 30 <laughs> years ago. But how did that's you figure so this out, man? Like, if this is cool stuff. Yeah, you know, it actually happened quite by accident, really. It's one of those things where you step in it and, and then you have to look back and you go, oh, wow, that's what happened. And, and the way I figured it out, though, was people started asking me 
like mm. uh, people who had much more experience, like literally my first year in podcasting, people were asking me questions about podcasting who'd been at it for five years already. And they're like, you know, so much. How do you know all this? What, what happened? And how did you advance so quickly? How did you get so many downloads? How did you start getting booked in these stages? And it was then that I really had to look back and go, oh, here's what I did. And then I realized, oh, there was some magic in that, this, that little bit of secret sauce. And so that's actually when yeah. You know, so many people were asking me about it that I decided to start teaching it individually. People were saying, can you show me how to do that? Can you teach me that? And then I decided, wow, I should put together a whole program on this. And so that's what I did. And I love it because my mission, when I first even started my podcast back in 2014, my first one, Consciously Speaking, I actually, the mission was to wake up the planet one person at a time for people to be more mindful, really more yeah. consciously awake and aware. And that mission expanded beyond that when I realized, oh, wait a minute, you know what? I can teach other people to spread their conscious message as well, like yours. Heart-based selling is so valuable. It's a mindful approach and a more conscious approach to this. So the more I can help other people get their message out in a big way, it still fulfills my mission. So that really excites me. And see, you're all about the mission too, Michael. And that's why I think I, I really fell in love with you right out of the gate that first week. Literally, I think in the first hour, um, <laughs> your offer for me. And I, I remember I went up to my husband. He's like, what do you think? And I said, you know, I've, I've been I knew I needed a business coach because I know I have blind spots. I'm, I'm I've been in I've been doing this long enough. Right. And I self-assess. I'm pretty honest with myself. So I knew I had blind spots. And I remember saying to my husband, I, I hope he comes in that it's, you know, a stretch, but we could do this financially because I need him. He's the right match for me because you do come from this very heart centered, authentic, real, trustworthy. And it was funny because you're you're when you did, made the offer. Right. It wasn't a pitch. It wasn't sleazy. It was. Listen, if you're ready for this. I am thrilled to be, you know, your partner and and walk in this journey together. And that to me was, you know, it was you were speaking my language right right out of the gate. So yeah, I, I think that you and I resonate on the same kind of vibrational level. Mm. Um and the other thing, guys, I really do want you to check check Michael out. And I'm I'm trying to refer I think everybody should have a podcast, by the way. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I, I think I sent you somebody this week that you talk to them, they need a podcast. But Michael is um, is the real deal. And you see how he's, he talked about his consciously uh, speaking podcast that we really do have to wake up the world. And I know I'm on a mission so that when we think of selling, we think of from a heartfelt place that we're helping someone not making the money. Right. And, and oh, by the way, you make the money, you make the freaking money you know, tenfold, hundredfold by doing it in, in an honest, uh, transparent way. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that you're on a mission to wake the world up because we're a mess. And I think we all need to wake up, you know, whatever your message is, we need to wake up. So, guys, I, I know you need more Michael in your life because I certainly <laughs> did. And I hired him. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, but you can reach him on Facebook. So obviously Facebook dot com and then the slash art of forgetting, which was interesting. Tell, why art of forgetting? Well, like that's this? my coaching page. And my first book is called the art of forgetting, 
which is about how we, it's a mindset book about how we overcome the stories that we tell ourselves, the limiting beliefs that are playing like a recorder in the background that we really should forget because they're, they're BS. And so that was my first book, The Art of I know we're, we're the record days, right? The albums, (laughs) my record is very, very groove. So I totally understood (laughs) that. And then you could check Michael out on LinkedIn. I know a lot of my people are on LinkedIn, Michael. So obviously LinkedIn.com slash and then it's um, Neely Michael. You have it reversed. So it's N-E-E-L-E-Y Michael um, on the LinkedIn. So you can check him out there. And of course, you could go to his website. And you have a lot of the free stuff on your website, right, Michael? I certainly do. Yes. Yeah. M- MichaelNeely.com. So again, Michael, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Neely, N-E-E-L-E-Y.com. Um, thank and my you next so much. live event would be yes. great to have people. That, that's going to be coming up again in March. And of course, yeah, I, ho- I hope you'll be there again, Connie, just as a review for yourself. And then totally. would love to see other people join us there too. Totally. Yes. Because you know, I love getting in those breakout and picking the brains of all yes. of the other uh, <laughs> podcasters. You know, poor Adam Shibley, he got stuck with me. I, he's he's uh, going to be I'm recording his show. Uh, he's going to be one of my new with the, with this relaunch of the heartfelt nice. sales uh, leader. So yeah, he's. He, I was like, please, please, and of course he's just awesome. I was like, yeah. Swear to God, he's my brother from another mother with his energy <laughs> level. We are really two peas in a pot. It's a little scary at times, you know, um, yeah, but thanks for being on. Yeah, he's a good guy. Thank you so much, Michael. And you guys, I hope you need a little more Connie in your life. So if you do go to my website, WhitmanAssos.com, everything is there. You can subscribe to the show. My Facebook, LinkedIn are there. Um, free resources. I love giving free things away. My book is there, ESP, uh, Easy Sales Process, Seven Steps to Self-Success. So just go to WhitmanAssos.com. And again, check out all the free stuff. And uh, my classes are there. Whatever you need from me, I've got your back. Okay, uh, Michael, thank you again for taking the time. And really, you know, we're going to debrief after this show. So, guys, <laughs> I am not afraid to get ripped apart. Right. That's how we you're, get better. You're wonderful, Connie. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Such an honor to be here and keep up the great work you're doing in the world. So important. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being on. And really, thank you for uh, being my mentor. It means a lot to me. And you guys, I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build and discover together that no matter what you're going through as it relates to change or sales or building clients, that my guests and I, hopefully we have some just vital tips that you can take and implement immediately after listening to the show. Um, You've been listening to the Heartfelt Sales Leader podcast with me, your heartfelt sales leader, Connie Whitman. I wish you all a wonderful week. Um, Open your mind to what's possible and what changes perhaps you need to make in your life to make that next sale and make it in an authentic, uh, informed and authoritative way. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.